Welcome back, beautiful souls, to episode two of UFO Sightings. You are with myself, Hazel Halloy. Today, I am so grateful to have my guest, Patrick, aka UFO Detective, join me to share his experiences. Hello. Patrick has (laughs) (laughs) five years experience in filming UFOs and has been investigating all his life. So thank you so much, Patrick, for coming on. No problem. I'm so grateful to have you. So maybe we could go back, Patrick, and talk about your foresight. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, difficult for me to remember a first sighting because it's more like a a first uh, thing that highlighted uh, a connection between me and the you know, phenomenon. Um, it was more like a thing rather than a sighting, um, and the the thing was like I've always uh, had sort of strange encounters, etc. Uh, when I had been younger, but. Uh, I do remember when I was age 11, uh, I ordered uh, Project Blue Book, the actual official yeah. Project Blue Book, with, uh, which is a really boring read, doesn't have any pictures or anything. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a load of files. Like, and it actually came in a blue, like it came in a blue file, like, you know, right. and it, yeah. and it, but it had a picture of, you know, that you would see on the, the cover. Uh, well, I... I think it's on some of the covers but um but anyway i got that at age 11 and uh this was at a time uh where i was growing up in the north of ireland where uh, we only had three television stations because right. i because i couldn't you know we couldn't get rte or anything you know we couldn't get the stations down south yeah. so we just had bb1 bg2 and itv and there wasn't even channel four at this time and um so there was only those three channels. My point is, I do not understand where I even found out about Project Blue Book at age eleven. Yeah, and 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 ordered the book, <laughs> and then went and ordered a book at age eleven. Like, you know, <laughs> so so that's you know that's not really exciting, but that highlighted something in my yeah. youth. So. Um, but uh, the the first sighting is, was a funny, well, it was very strange, really. Uh, you know, the first one that I really springs to mind and that I remember was about 20, I believe, around about 20. I had went to university in Dublin and um, I had met a, a, a woman from uh, County Galway, uh, from Galway City, actually. And... Uh, me and her were going to go away and uh, she was going to split up with her current boyfriend uh, to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we both went to Galway and uh, we were in Galway and she thought it might be a good idea if I come along, you know. <laughs> and, I was, and I was going, right, you want me to meet your boyfriend and he's going to have all his friends with him, all his mates. You want me to meet all of those and you want to break up with them, you know, yeah. and, and come off with me. And uh, she said, yeah. And I said, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so I did. Uh, I did meet up with her. And then uh, 
as the night went on, her and him went into the room uh, with each other and uh, the bedroom alone. And I was wondering what's going on. Is this, uh, is this all backfiring? And like I was getting, <laughs> I was getting on really well with everyone, all the guys, they all were really nice guys. And, and did they want me to join? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, do they want me to be in their gang? You know? <laughs> even, even I got on well with the guy, even though he was a bit sort of suspicious of me, sort of, yeah. giving me a funny looking eye, you know, but um. So anyway, but then I was sitting there and then because of this, she was alone in the room with him for a good long time. I was thinking that they were having sex, basically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, so I was getting paranoid and I was drinking and uh, I was smoking, uh, particular smoke at that time. And uh, But then I just had to get out of there, you know. Yeah. And um, I felt quite depressed by the whole thing because... Um, you know, I suppose this was my first love. Yeah. Uh, well, it would be my first love, really. And um, so then I went to what I believe was Galway Bay, and I was standing on the bay, and I felt even a little bit suicidal, like, you know. Right. So, yeah, then what, I, I was just standing there, and then uh, just this light went across the sky. It, it, it looked like a flame, basically, going across the sky. A, a long, huge flame, just that's that's what it looked look like. Yeah. And um, I was like, "What the?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but it was going fairly slow. It wasn't going. You know, that's why it wasn't a meteor because it was going fairly slow. It was like a flame coming out the back, and um, it was only when I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, okay, where's the flame coming from? Yeah. You know. That I that, that I noticed uh, like a metallic ball, like a metallic orb that the flame was reflecting off, um, yeah. and it was just going across the sky really slowly. But um, but that whole encounter then became very strange because I had been drinking. Uh, I had a little bit of smoke on me too, but the whole thing sort of became a little bit dreamlike at that point, and. Um, yeah, it was sort of like I could see lights, um, like coming up from the sea, you know. Yeah, yeah. Coming up, coming up from the water. Yeah, I've never right. seen that since. I've never seen that since. But I could see lights coming up from the water, and uh, it was all just sort of dreamlike. And then, and then the next thing, I was sitting back in the house, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and um. It could have been the drink that made it seem like that, yeah. or it could have been could have been something else missing time. I don't know. That's why, yeah, it sounds like missing time. And I've also heard of um, them being in the water and coming from the water. Mm. UFOs. Um, yeah, from the UFOs coming from the water, and sometimes that there's like kind of bases for mm -hmm. them and interdimensional portals as well down further at the bottom. Um, yeah. as Not well surprised. what I wanted to ask you Patrick so I feel like that was probably like a kick start to ignite your awakening even more because of what happened that night yeah with the with the girl and all because you were kind of emotion emotional mm -hmm. that and it kind of probably just 
brought your mind to this level where it was finally able to open and accept what you were about to see or yeah like emotion is uh, is the most important thing in this and yeah it might even be the whole reason why they're here you know yeah um, yeah so emotion is top top dog you know, and a, and you would have a lot of people who would do CE5 and they would go out with clipboards and uh, have recorders and equipment and they would have all the equipment in the world and they wouldn't see a thing. And yeah, it's because it's because they're not putting any emotion into it, you know? Yeah. Um, you do know. you want to just explain really quick to the listeners in case they're not sure what CE5 is, uh, oh, Patrick? Yeah. yeah. CE5 is contact in encounter five and um, basically there's different forms of contact. I can't rhyme them all off, but I do know. Yeah, I think the, the first, first uh, the, is the sighting, isn't it? Seeing. Yep. Yeah, and, and now uh, contact. And then the, the second would be you would see physical evidence of something yeah. uh, like tracks on the ground. And the, I third, actually have the third one is that you see beans. Yeah, the fort is, um, you have contact, Abduction. isn't it? Yeah. And then fifth and is you initiate contact. Yeah, the the human initiates it themselves. Yeah. And basically, like, to be honest, uh, because I've been seeing all my life anyway, you know, uh, I've never really needed CE5. Yeah, before. yeah. But... But my my sightings have greatly increased uh, expo exponentially, and but mainly because uh, the main reason is because um, I'm now initiating sighting. You know, uh, before this sightings were just random; they would just they would happen, and I would see them. Now I ask, and I see. Them. Yeah. Know. yeah and that's the difference and and that's the main thing i've learned from ce5 is to just and i would say that to anyone just go out and ask start start speaking to the to the sky speaking to the universe and, and speaking from your heart and right. not being uh, and not being embarrassed about it you know uh you know of course do it on your own you know yeah but just open up to to life you know, you're just yeah. opening up to life and, uh, and just another, do that. Another aspect of yourself, would you say, Patrick? Are you galactic yeah. heritage? Yeah, but I often, you know, I would use the expression, um, you know, doing a good turn to, you know, somebody might say to you, you know, why did you do that good turn for that person? And uh, I might say sometimes, oh, it was just a just a gift to the to the universe you yeah. know so yeah. so you're giving something back you know yeah uh if some sort of universe or some sort of being created you yeah uh, you're doing some sort of nice good gesture. deed or yeah or some some cool gesture it is like you going thank you you know yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's part of the way i sort of see it and come here, Patrick. Um, how did it change for you after that? Then did you have a lot after that one? Did it open you up more? Did you go more into investigating? Uh, a filament, I should say. 
Yeah, well, well, that first one at 20 um, that I remember, it just, well, you know, it just sort of, I sort of just sort of accepted it as a part of my life. And I just accepted that, uh, all right, I'm going to see at least once a month sort of thing, because it sort of happened like that shortly after seeing that first one. Then I, you know, might have saw one a few weeks later or maybe a month later. And then it sort of settled in to a pattern for me where it was just right maybe maybe it's just going to be once a month and yeah. it, it, it sort of went on like that for the rest of my life once a month sometimes there'd be two in one month and a few months nothing and it was just going like that and then um, but I was always interested and always uh, um, you know uh, you know I know nearly every case in UFOlogy yeah and so, so I was just always investigating and then um and then when I did the C5, when I started going out initiating, uh, it started off that instead of it happening once a month, then it was twice a month. And then and then pretty soon it was uh, once a week. And yes. then and then pretty soon it almost seemed like whenever I like, you know? Yeah. Sort of thing. And, and you do also have amazing footage up on your YouTube, UFO oh, thank Detective. You. I it's, love. It's not mine. <laughs> oh, well, it's not mine. That's what I always say. It, it, it's, it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. It's it's great footage. Um, it's probably one of the best that does be up on YouTube because sometimes it's very yeah. hard to get clear ones and the ones oh, that I know. Just, yeah, I know it's some of the best and. I'm even at the minute. I'm having a few tussles with various people from uh, Facebook groups, etc., who ask for proof and ask for originals, and I provided that, and now they're trying to ghost me. You know. Yeah. But, you know, so there is suspicious Facebook groups, etc., too. You know, yeah. Who are are pretending to be UFOlogy groups, but the last yeah. thing they want to do is is uh, make it seem real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed even myself when I um, put this interview or the series out there to try and get people for the interviews, loads of people said, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you could tell that a lot were too afraid to come forward, like, you know, that way. So I feel like that really needs to change because there's nothing but evidence out there now and people need to treat people with a bit more respect that are coming forward with their experiences and it might be this generation we might we you know we could be the last chance in a way because um when i when i when i look at my viewers you know um there's no one under 30 you know there's no one no one under 30 watching this and and when i was uh under 30 i would have been watching this and i mean there's no one under 30 yeah. uh, watching the footage. And uh, most of the people uh, would be in their 40s or their 50s, you know, and there's some in their 30s and, and that's it. And so we might be the last chance to take this to the full, you know, we have to take this the full distance. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can't be fracking about. <laughs> no, totally <laughs> like that. I think the previous... Um, ambassadors <laughs> messed right. up like with 
holding information and trying to shoot most of them out of the sky (laughs) and copying their technology and what have you. So, yeah, as you said, it's time for us to connect to the heart centre and connect with our own intentions. Yeah, we really have to grow up and and grow out of ego stuff. Yeah. You know, give it a rest, you know, (laughs) investigate life. Yeah. rather than self-obsessing, you know, rather than obsessing about self, obsess about a reality, you know, yeah. and and uh, about the things that are possible. I just know that there's, you know, just having seen things, I, I know that there's just so many more possibilities out there. Yeah. You know, we don't have a, a very clear picture of reality, I think, you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like a, like we all kind of do tune into our own reality. But like, yeah. as you said, it's sometimes the fears that stops from expanding. And as you said, living and looking out further than just what you know and what you think you know. Because I feel yeah, like, like there's never enough learning to be done. We're always learning. Absolutely. I always say I'm a learner human. That's that's what I am. I'm a learner human. And um, but, um, you know, I, 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 um, I suppose I am I am taking all the risks here in the sense that that I go out with complete openness, complete absolute openness when I'm going out looking at the sky and with zero fear, with total trust in, in a sense. Yeah. So I I really am uh, venturing into the unknown with all guards down, you know, and um, so I suppose I am taking the risks, but I'm but I'm doing that for uh, uh, for myself because um, uh, I want to find out as much as I can. I'm I'm doing it for the ET. Um, to try to help them and I'm doing it for humanity for discovery and for our evolution really yeah. you know we have to grow up we really do have to just grow up and grow out grow out of a lot of the nastiness for example that you would see on the internet for example the internet should just be a great place you know but instead I'm sure a lot of people especially people of the older generation now, they probably fear the place, they probably hate it, they probably say people are so nasty on there, it probably changes their view of the world, they start to think that everybody's like an asshole, you know, and um, this this is not very, uh, it's not very growing up, it's very childish, it's a very childish way of dealing with the technology, for example, it's really childish, like, sad. Silly, silly, it's just stupid. Totally. You know, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, totally. I'd agree, Patrick, because then you have people saying, oh, well, like, like, yeah, there is much more advanced technology than what's available to us now, but humanity is not ready for it. No. They're just not. Part. Sure, look no. what they've done with the nuclear weapons. With that bit like, of technology, they, they made bombs that can de- destroy Mother yeah. Gaia and humanity, like, so... Like Mars is going to be our proving ground. We're we're very close to uh, jumping in 
and uh, taking over the place soon, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with that, you know? Yeah. But to be honest, I don't have a lot of hope, <laughs> you know? I don't think it's going to end well, you know? Yeah, no, like that, I feel like humanity needs to kind of sort out Earth before yeah. they start trying to run off to another planet and bringing their problems with them because like sort out themselves yeah <laughs> yeah sort of, sort of where they're coming from you know what are, you know what are these intentions about you know yeah exactly like what's your goal here you know yeah um you know but then as we were speaking earlier just some people uh, are obsessed with power and just need power and i don't I don't need any power. You know? No, I know. They, uh, the power is just so distorted right now. Yeah. And like you said, it is bringing it back into the new world, into a balance. But like for that to happen, a lot of people do need to grow up and start being a bit nicer. <laughs> Especially yeah, like there was a, on the internet. Sorry, yeah. I must share it with you, but there was a, there was a documentary the other night about people talking about their UFO experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> and the people were really likable on it, um, mainly because they weren't trying to be likable. You know, yeah. they they actually seemed, you know, they were a bunch of American people and yeah. they, they seemed very much just like the, their real selves. Uh, they weren't and they weren't competing with each other to see who was the funniest or the sexiest or the smartest. There was none of that. And, yeah. and because of that, there was room to bloody think, you know? And, you know, there wasn't somebody piping in every minute trying to say the funniest lie. You know, there, was, there wasn't none of that. There was a calmness. Yeah. You know? And that was great to see. And I really enjoyed it. And it was likable people on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because everybody on YouTube thinks that they have to be like uh, the, the the world's greatest comedian, you know, for example. Yeah. every Everybody thinks they're a, a comedian on YouTube and stuff. And um, a lot of it seems set up and it's like, it's you know, they pr probably yeah. went and Googled, Googled a joke earlier. Like, this is cack, you know. Yeah. You just got to gotta go on, no script, just go and just be yourself. You know, that's, that's a... Yeah, definitely, especially as we are in the age of Aquarius and Aquarius yeah. season at the moment. It is time, as you said, to just be your authentic self. Yes. Leave the scripts at home. <laughs> I forgot that we are in the season, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're we in are. Aquarius season now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is our time. Yeah, our so. time to shine, as they say. <laughs> yeah, we're going to wreck the place. <laughs> 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 We're going to help expand the awakening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Great multitaskers. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. You are so so right about um, it is boiling down to intentions. Yes. In the heart center and like like that the universe can read frequency so can the ets like they know if you're coming from the heart center or if yes. you're not you know people often ask me they often say to me um 
why do you see so much? And uh, I would say, well, I think there's a number of reasons. Uh, um, but a few of them, I think a few key ones are, um, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm an emotional guy and I'm very yeah. open about, and I'm very open about my emotions. I have no fear of them. I'm, 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 I'm proud of my emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm emotional and I, I, I at least try to be a good person, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I try, I do try, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would advise that, you know, and I would advise that anytime you, you see yourself doing something that is essentially just sickening your own soul. <laughs> uh, stop it, you know. Yeah. Just, just stop it. Just go right. Enough, right? Yeah. And there's some strange thing that is making me do this. Some bloody advertisement or something on yeah. the television. Subliminal message. Yeah. Draw, draw me in to do this stuff. But I should look and ask myself, what's the goal here? What am I getting out of this? And if it's if it's just a load of bollocks, pull out, you know, get out of there. Yeah, um, totally, Patrick, because I think like that, again, people need to understand how powerful the subconscious is. Yeah. And like yeah. that other forces know this and that that's how a lot of mind control is being done or suggestions is being put in there. And as you said, before you know it, you're doing something. Yeah. That you you're not even knowing why you're it's, doing it, you know. Just against your character. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just not your thing. It's a, it's a bit like taking a drink, you know. It's like a drink is a, a spirit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean that literally. It is a spirit, and uh, you let it into yourself, and uh, it could go either way, <laughs> you know. Uh, you could be grand or you could be a complete asshole, you know, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. And how so, often does that happen with somebody that drinks? It's either one way or the other, isn't it? You yeah. never get somebody that's yeah. just in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I don't drink anymore myself, <laughs> which is a rarity for an Irish man, you know? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't drink myself either. And as you know, Patrick, when uh, somebody says that to you, uh, asks you and you say that you don't drink and you're Irish, they look at you like, what? <laughs> well, you know the line that I would say to them, people people would say to me, oh, go on, take one, take one. And I'd say, oh, look, you know, one's not enough. And then yeah. they would say, right, well then, take two. And I would say, okay, are you buying? And uh, they would say, yeah, yeah, I'll buy. And I go, well, it's going to have to be more than two. <laughs> and they would say, well, how many? And I go, well, it's more like 16, 16, 17 pints, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop, you know, because I will, will just want to get pissed. You know, I yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't drink for the taste or because, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just, just to get drunk. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was it, you know. So, so now you've moved past the social yeah. stage, and you're just like, no, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> oh, I had a great test because um, uh, we we uh, just the week that I quit, I uh, there was a football match that Gaelic football match that weekend it was the Ulster final, and uh, a whole crowd of us went on a little in a little mini bus which was called a party bus. You can rent them up north. 
Yeah. And it had a thing for a woman doing a lap dance and all in the middle, you know. On the, <laughs> a pole, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a pole on the inside and all. And, uh, and I came in and uh, yeah. he says, right, uh, here, take one of them. And uh, they and they opened up uh, this uh, just sort of like a bin and it was just full of a load of beer. Yeah. And, and ice and all and they said oh it's going free you know <laughs> and and I said no 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 thanks and then they had spirits and, and for the whole way between Tyrone and Belfast which is about or well Tyrone and Cavan which was about an hour or so uh, I was just being offered drink the whole way you know yeah it, yeah continuously and everybody was getting drunk and I just I thought this is a perfect test <laughs> yeah <laughs> because no one's going to tempt me on a Tuesday night after this you know, yeah. if I can get through this, I'll never be tempted again, you know. <laughs> and so, did you know? I did, yeah. I got oh, through it. Amazing. Yeah. And I actually realized that um, when you're not drinking, you know, you keep the party going. You, yeah, yeah. You keep, you keep the laps going. You keep going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And how do you feel now? Much better, probably. Oh, yeah, Grant, don't even think about it now. Yeah. Don't even think about it. I'm still going to bars and stuff. Just getting oh, cranberry juice. <laughs> the cranberry juice looks better because it looks like I'm drinking blood, you know. And <laughs> then I have slightly vampire teeth too, so it looks, <laughs> it looks the part. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a quick break and then we'll be back. No problem, Hazel. And we're back from our break, beautiful souls. Me and Patrick's just after recharging there on tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Patrick, do you want to um, even share some of your contact experiences? Yeah. With us, yeah. please. Thank sure. You. Sure. Um, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've a lot of, had a lot of different sightings. Uh, uh, one of the maddest ones that I filmed was the the very uh, one of the very first ones, which is the the symbol uh, UFO, and uh, that was just so weird because when I got back to the house and I zoomed in on that, and you know it was just a light, but uh, it was definitely strange. It was the only thing that was even visible on my phone, but um, uh, when I zoomed in, then I saw the the symbol, I just really couldn't believe my, you know, just just couldn't believe it. I was in shock, you know, that there was a symbol in, in behind this light. But um, but as regards experiences, I or encounters, I I would have, uh, you know, direct encounters like some sort of counter with some encounter with some sort of being. I've had that twice. Uh, yeah. Well. Two and a half, maybe, <laughs> because <laughs> uh, because the very first time, uh, very first time, there was, uh, yeah. All of these things lead into each other, I suppose. Uh, yeah. The symbol that I saw that you know I saw that up uh, close to a motorway, and I I filmed it there, and then uh, it was just this what I thought was a star, but it seemed to be following me, you know? And 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 then when I filmed, I could see how bloody weird it was. And then, um, but then when I got back to the house that night, 
I I had a feeling just to look out the window, and I I haven't really looked out my window. And anyway, I looked out, and and there was the symbol at at my back also, um, and I had just left it, you know, from coming down around the front. Um, yeah. So, uh, basically, what that did was that that drew me to start uh, looking at my bedroom window, which um, was good because where I had been seeking before that was on my very own in a park, and there could be dangerous people in the park. You know, that's a yeah. possibility. Possibility and. Um, so th th this was safer and I started looking from my room and then this was when I saw, uh, see, I would be on the edge of um, Dublin City, so I would be close enough to me so I could see out into the countryside and uh, up over the traps of the houses. And I started noticing a few lights coming from the countryside that seemed to be uh, flying in the countryside. and. Uh, I just called this whole area, I called it the Orb House, and that was because a load of different orbs would just appear there, and they were all just strange orbs. I I did an investigation into it, and but, but I haven't uh, published that yet, because I have to present it properly, because it's all a bit complicated. But um, So anyway, so then I was looking at this, but, but on this particular occasion, uh, there was a thing that happened... Uh, it, it was not last year, but it was a year before, I believe. It was around about March time. And uh, it was what I called the Orb House performance. And that was where there was weird things going on in that countryside area for, for two days solid. Uh, morning, noon and night, you know, the whole day. And, just very strange lights, even in the daylight, they look really weird and un unnatural. Um, completely on, you know, not human. And um, uh, so anyway, that was happening, it was going on for two days. And just, you know, I, you know, I felt like I was getting a bit high or something. That's the, that's the effect it was having on me. I was starting to feel a bit high and, and I, I just went, to lie down and my, you know, I was lying down and I was just lying down to just sort of randomly go, okay, if you've got any answers for me, I'd like to hear them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't even get into meditation mode or I didn't try to relax or anything like that. I just said, right, I'll lie on my left-hand side. That's a good side because all your organs are on the left. It's just the most, um, yeah. I suppose, the healthiest way. Uh, and so I just lay like that and just close my eyes. And then from behind the darkness of my closed eyes, um, eventually I saw this uh, light behind the darkness and um, it just started getting closer and closer and closer. And uh, then it got uh, really close uh, to such an extent that I could see what it was. And it, w and it wasn't a light, it was a face. Right. And uh, it was, it was the skin was was white, or some would think grey, you know. And it it did look like somewhat like a grey alien, but not completely. It it um, it had more human-like features, especially uh, in the mouth. The mouth was more human-like, and uh, the chin was more human-like. But it did have the wrap-around eyes, etc. 
and its its mouth was small and its nose was barely visible. And the funny thing was I couldn't see the the top of its head. It was like it was wearing a bloody hat. <laughs> you know? It was very strange. And, and but anyway, this being appeared and it it was just looking at me and I was just looking at it and it it wasn't an, my imagination or it wasn't an image or, or it wasn't anything. It was something that was there behind my eyes, you know, sort of thing. That's the best way I can describe it. it. It was there, but it wasn't just there in my head, almost. That's the way I think of it. And um, so um, anyway, we just looked at each other. We're just looking back you know, for a good while, maybe one or two minutes, maybe three, just looking and... Um, Nothing being said, and uh, but then a, a strange thought came into my head, and it just came into my head, and it wouldn't leave. And the thought was, and I just kept sort of thinking it over and over again. And the thought was, uh, what if I was you, and you were me? What if I was you, and you were me? What if I was you, and you were me? You know, and this just kept going on, and um, and then after about a minute of it. Of, of me wondering this it seemed uh, then I felt the the being inside me you know I, I I felt it inside my head you know I don't know how how I felt it but I just knew it was inside my head yeah. and um, I've always been cautious with this I, 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 I never wanted anything that was going to be that would disempower me in a way, like something that would take over my mind or make me crazy or, you know, I was always a bit unsure about hearing voices and all of those things, you know, how would I deal with that if I did it, you know, would I be worried that I'm just becoming mad, you know, uh, so so I'm, I've been very protective of my mind, you know, um, so when it came into my mind, because that had never happened to me before, it shocked me that much. Nothing else had ever been in my mind before. It was just me. I never had any hallucinations, well, unless the ones I had planned, you know. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I've, I've always been very sane, really. And um, so then it, it uh, because of that, I, I, I opened my eyes. And, um, and then I just sat up and was shocked and go, wow, that was mad. Because I knew it wasn't an, just an image. I knew it wasn't just my imagination. I wasn't tired or anything. I, I was saying I was feeling a bit high, but um, I was more just sitting, lying there thinking. And um, uh, so then, but then when I sat up for a few minutes, then I realized the huge mistake I'm, I'd made. I realized that, uh, oh my God, maybe this is the only way they can contact me. I've been asking for contact all these years. And now they presented to me, and I uh, and I slammed the door in their face, you know, um, because maybe the only way they can contact is by getting into my mind, and I have um, to let it, I have to let them in. Yeah. I, I have to trust. So I I went straight back to the bed. I closed my eyes and I said, please, please, please come back, please. And uh, there was no sign of them. And I I have tested that uh, through even my sightings. I. I have tested, uh, I have tried to, you know, I'm tr trying to test what makes them come and what makes them go away. And uh, something that does make them come is um, a bit of faith and hope and positivity. Love. Yeah. Love. Exactly. 
that does make them come, but what definitely does make them go away is any, any sign of fear, they're yeah. gone, just in a flash. And you, it took another year then after that. I, I waited for another year until one night, I was here one night and, and I have a system in the back of my head and like a, a large enough skin tag and I didn't get it removed because I'm thinking maybe that's my antenna, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was all ready for the operation. I was all booked in. I said, no, I've actually changed my mind. I don't want to remove this, you know? And, yeah. um, but anyway, one night, uh, I think it was last year, I, I felt that cyst, uh, you know, getting um, tight and um, also the right-hand side of my brain getting tight, which used to mean that I was coming up with a poem or something. I was about to be creative. The, the right-hand side of my brain would get tight. And so this was happening one night and I, I felt, right, this is, um, maybe this is a sign, these two things are a sign that uh, this is the time to try to initiate contact here, uh, try to see them again. So um, basically I closed my eye, or well, no, beforehand, I, I just spoke for about five minutes, just very honestly, um, you know, completely about my whole intentions and everything and about my feelings a whole lot. In five minutes, just sum, summed me up, here's where I'm coming from, you know, just to be very straight up with them, uh, uh, because I've always been aiming for, you know, friendship. So it's better to be honest was that <laughs> you know uh, so so i um so i just gave a straight up reason and then i and then i went back and and then i just closed my eyes again and i had a feeling it was about to happen and it did and uh, sure enough through the darkness again came came the light and uh, slowly seeing that it was a face and there was the wraparound eyes and i was ready to begin a conversation you know uh, and then another one appeared, and then another one, and then another one, then five, six, <laughs> you know, a load. Yeah. And very quickly, I, I just felt overwhelmed, you know, very, very quickly. It was like, oh, hey, 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 you sprung this on me. I didn't know there was going to be a whole load of you, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a bloody job interview, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, so, and I remember that night, I, I, I was literally physically trying to keep my eyes closed and I even put my fingers over at one stage and, uh, but I couldn't, it was just too much. It was too overwhelming. It wasn't, it wasn't fear. It was just the intensity, the, the whole intensity of the event. Uh, you know, yeah. the event was just so mad that then on top of it, there's a whole load of them, you know? So yeah. that just, just made it super mad. You know, and um, and then I just had one more after that uh, one time where I just fell asleep at my computer and I had what seemed like a mini dream. It only lasted for about 10 seconds, but it was like where I just saw this face of a, a being that looked like a like a, a female uh, ET. It yeah. looked, like I, looked like I knew her. Uh, and then just at that point, her eyes bulged in this mini dream. Her eyes bulged a bit, and I was wondering what's happening. And I looked down, and I noticed that a, a, it seemed like a human muscular arm had come across and had uh, cut her throat. 
you know. So, so that was a weird mini dream I had. And did you say well. she was an ET, um, Patrick? I, I think she seemed more like a hybrid. hybrid. Yeah. yeah. And do you, more like do you know the first one that you were mentioning as well, where you were saying their chin and their mouth was a little bit more human-like? Yeah, yeah. I I looked into it, you know, because I knew this is not totally a grey. And yeah. um, so I went and looked it up and I found out that um, what I had seen was like... They call them Zeta reticulans. Zeta, Zeta reticula, yeah. But also, the greys are from Zeta reticula. But yeah, these are, a, yeah, yeah. They sort of call these the good greys. You know, yeah. the, the bad greys, I suppose, are a little bit more reptilian in a way. Uh, yeah, these just had a bit more like human chin and, and things like that. It was especially the, the chin st stood out for me. I just thought, well, that's quite a human chin yeah. you know and and there was a little smile you know you always see all these pictures of et and it's always so negative 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 and there's nobody goes look does this not seem like a bit like propaganda like you know yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like we're only, we're only hearing one story here and that makes me immediately suspicious you yeah. know so like uh my being had a smile yeah, a slight smile, a knowing yeah. smile, but but not a a superior smile. You know, yeah. very equal. It was a very the the feeling I got off this being was like I could sense amazing. I call it quiet power, because they had a it had amazing power, but it had zero threat. Yeah, you know? yeah, amazing power but zero threat. Like it had power that could he could destroy this planet on his own, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he wouldn't need his mates, you know. That's amazing. I totally get what you're saying. And like, did you feel the kind of energy of unconditional love from them as well? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, well, just just zero threat. Yeah. Just zero zero threat and um, like acceptance. Would you say like, or like? It's it was a bit like you know the way where you'd meet an old friend who you haven't seen in years, yeah, and it's and it's like you hadn't you hadn't left, yeah, you know it's just like what it was, that known you know. kind of known, yeah. Well, you're back into the same type of conversation yeah. almost immediately, like you're you know you're just back to your old selves, yeah. Just that's a bit like what it was like. It was like as if I knew this being and it knew me. In some way, Amazing. yeah, and they, they were so powerful, you know. When um, you said that you felt like one of them was in your mind, Patrick, yeah, the way you described that sounds a lot like when I'm channeling. Oh, when I channel, I channel the Palladians and the Zeta Reticuli, and oh. um, it kind of feels like they're, well, they're in, in like controlling, not controlling, but using my voice for the message that they want to say but they well, connect I do telepathically if that makes sense yeah me. i do i do a thing now which is actually um uh a little bit frightening i suppose it would be frightening for some people um but i call it i would call it journeying into the unknown yeah. and um it's basically during during my meditation uh, which I don't do enough of, but when I do, uh, what I do is 
that because I saw that being in that darkness, that's where I'm now seeking. That's your uh, safe for, place for, to meet them, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, where I'm seeking for that being again, and and the way that I've been doing that is that when I would be meditating, I would be looking up to the point at which my third eye would be coming uh, from, and I, I send a lot of my seeking from there. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I would, I would even be looking up in that direction while I'm meditating, even though my eyes are closed. I would yeah. be looking up in that direction. And uh, as I'm doing that, I, I just, I try to keep it calm and I, I just try to keep looking into the darkness and looking into the darkness. And, and eventually uh, when you keep looking into the darkness at a certain time, it's hard to know how you get there or whatever. I don't know. I'm still investigating this. I'm just making it up as I'm going along, like, you know, but, but um, at a certain point you start to see what looks like uh, faint uh, clouds in the sky at night and and they're just starting to part a little bit and and you just keep looking and you just keep watching for them to part and they just keep parting more and more and more and I saw one image one night when those uh, clouds fully parted one image but I but but I think it was a false positive because I'd I'd seen the image elsewhere recently but uh, I do think that I will see something there, but it, but it takes bravery in a sense because you are, you are just handing yourself over to your mind and anything else that's out there. So you, it does take a lot of courage and you, I am taking risks, I suppose, even with my own sanity, you know, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, I totally hear you. It's because um, you have to release your logic mind and the ego when you're yes. going into that and you have to yes. trust with your intuition. So, yeah, of course, yeah, it's definitely, very much. yeah, it takes a lot of practice, as you said, and opening up, but like baby steps and each yeah. time you do it, the more you'll be more comfortable, I suppose. But, but I would encourage people to do that because I want to see... Does anyone else see these clouds or is it just me? <laughs> well, see, as you said, uh, Patrick, that could be like your meeting spot of where yeah. you, you meet when you're meeting up in your meditation, you know? I feel like Maybe. everybody probably has a safe spot where they can meet their yeah. teams, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yours could be there. Where's, in the head, as usual. <laughs> well, like with the clouds and stuff where somebody's could be in a room somewhere uh -huh. or, you know, depends on it, wherever people feel safe, I suppose. Yeah. And then another thing you were looking at me to mention was the um, the eyes thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the eyes thing. I was, was, was going to tell you about the eyes thing. Yeah. Funny thing, that thing has only been going a year. <clears throat> so, uh, um, basically, about a year ago, <clears throat> I uh, I started getting these flashes at the sides of my eyes, yeah. and it it used to mainly happen at night, and I thought it was tiredness or something, uh, but it's not. Um, so, uh, but anyway, I went on Facebook and spoke about it. That these flashes yeah. I was I was getting, and uh, a few people, well, a lot. Uh, 
two or three uh, hit the panic button immediately and were uh, shouting, oh, God, you're going to die. And, and uh, you know, this could be something serious or, you know, there's serious complaints with that and uh, all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, and so I wasn't really too worried, but I but I did go along to a patient and, and uh, tell her about it. She says, right, we're going to give you the full the full Check MOT. Yeah. yeah, full MOT on the eyes. And, and, and she gave me this, these, all these mad checks and stuff. And, yeah, um, no wrong with you. She says, your eyes are 100% healthy. Yeah. 100% healthy. <laughs> she says, there's nothing wrong with your eyes at all. And yeah. and I was I was saying, it must be the ET then. Yeah, and she's gone, it must be. <laughs> you know? And um, what did you um what did you feel it was then in the end? Uh well Patrick? Well now now I use that, you know, I would get those flashes sometimes at night. And yeah. but I but I've been watching those flashes carefully and um you know they don't just happen at night now, they happen in the day and they also seem to be happening, you know, now this sounds mad, but they also you know, like I would be uh there would be uh, a thing I'd have to decide you know, some decision I have to make. Uh, yeah. Slightly important decision and a couple of options, you know, and uh, I choose one, you know. Yeah. Well, quite often now, a flash would happen there, you know. Uh, and you make a decision. Yeah, like, that would be during the day, and yeah. it, I'm taking that to mean, yeah, good decision. And I'm going, right, thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'm taking it in that way. You know, yeah, um, from my understanding, it's um your third eye is when you see the flashes, kind of like. Is it? Can, yeah, you I can didn't kind know of, that. Yeah, you can kind of see rainbow flashes as well out of the side oh. of it, um, oh. and as well, it's also, um, your guides, your oh. angels, your ETs, um, oh, really contacting, yeah, oh, and your higher great. self, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, all my favorites, all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all your favorites, Patrick. So definitely yeah. nothing to worry about. As you said, your your yeah. goal in the start felt like it wasn't something to worry about. But then I suppose it's it's no harm getting things checked out just to make sure. But then other people sometimes influence you on worrying and stuff, don't they? Like I don't let them. I yeah, don't. yeah. You know, as, as I said, you know, even with this virus, etc., you know, um, you, no one has wore a, a mask earlier earlier than me. But uh, but I still do it all in a calm way, you know. Yeah. Uh, like uh, as I would even say to people on Facebook, I'd say, look, I'm only panicking when the boat is actually sinking, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not not when the boat might sink, you know. Only when there's a big hole in it am I going to start panicking. Yeah, because there's no point panicking otherwise. Panicking does no one any good, you know. Yeah. And the example, the example I would give to them is, um, is is there any job in the world where you're required to be a good panicker? <laughs> you know, right? like, like there's not one. There's not you know? actually when you think about not it. Not one. <laughs> not even a bloody policeman is a good panic. Well, especially not him. Yeah, you know? especially. Yeah, no, that's, that's it, funny. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> they need to keep us cool, like, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um. Well, aye, that's so... amazing. Yes, yeah, so that, that just sounds like it was definitely your tour, now. Um, opening yeah, even cool. more. Yeah, 
fantastic. Yeah. Because I do actually, I must send you a picture of it. I do actually have a little hole um, in between my two eyes. Yeah. I actually, I actually do in real life, like have a third yeah. eye. <laughs> well, it's after well. coming through from the, the expansion. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, but, like, um, that's where in the, in the East I brought up with our children and believing in it. It's just in the West that it's uh, yeah. it made us see, not believe in it, you know? See, I would learn from you about these things. I would learn from you about these Eastern things and, like, a few yeah. things you've, you've told me here today, I didn't know. Like, you know, yeah. I, I didn't know what they, what they meant. You know, well, I hope they helped Patrick and probably yeah, made sense for you then. So, you, yeah. you know, you can, um, like that, we're, we're always learning. And I didn't know anything about a chakra when I first started yeah. out on my journey. <laughs> and now I'm a yeah. master Reiki practitioner. Like, so, well, <laughs> it's th just that's, that's a very interesting thing because my, um, my craft, uh, the way that, well, they're not my craft, but the way that I'm seeing them is. Uh, the very first significant one that I saw was um, uh, what I call violet, uh, violet. purple, yeah. and then the next next one was indigo, and then the next one was blue. Yeah. And honest, honestly, it's, it's been going going, backwards, going backwards like that, going backwards through the chakras. So, uh, you know, I was saying the other night, I you know, I put up a video, a piece of footage the other night, and I was talking about how. You know, maybe the next one's going to be green, and yeah. I only noticed when I was looking back on the on the piece of footage that the one that I was, that I was talking about was bloody green. You wow. know, so so and 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 I have seen a few green ones lately. So, um, what comes? So, do you think that they're expanding Hello. your heart chakra? Uh, when they're like when they're going through each of them colors, do you reckon that colors. you're getting an expansion on that chakra? Maybe maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, that's what I, I, I never thought of that, but I yeah I just thought it was curious, you know. But but yeah, maybe there's a function. Yeah, because maybe. like your third eye would be I call that purple, throat blue, um, heart green, solar plexus yellow, sacral. Oh. Orange. It's heart green. Yeah, your heart. Well, ah. see, there's three chambers in the heart. There, it goes from pure white, pink, green. Ah. And then our because crown, crown chakra is white. Because the green, uh, or sorry, the green in the heart is very interesting <laughs> that they're related. Because <laughs> my New Year's resolution, and and I have this written up on Facebook. If anyone wants proof. But my New Year's resolution is to think, uh, to think, as well as feel from the heart. Heart, oh. As 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 the ancient Egyptians used to do, you know, to not just feel from the heart, but to think from the heart, to make yeah. your to make your decisions from the heart, and, yeah. and and that's my New Year's resolution, and that it is related to the green, and now I'm starting to see the green ones. Maybe you're right. My, I'm being taken through each chakra. Chakra, and it's probably like getting opened and expanded from the science, you know? See, I don't know enough about this this stuff. I don't know enough about the uh, spirituality end of it. Yeah. You know, I, but I must look more into the chakras too. Um, definitely. 
Yeah, because like that, where with each chakra that holds all different um, things connected to different things. If you get me, so for instance, your heart chakra would be connected to forgiveness, unconditional oh. love, um, and also our inner child. Oh. So we hold oh. a lot in the heart chakra it- and. And it's three more of my favorites there, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's also a portal between the physical chakras and the spiritual chakras. Oh. So, our our top three, our crown toward eye throat, would be our higher chakras connected to the spiritual, and then our solar plexus, sacral, and root will be connected to the physical, yeah. Because yeah. it's been on those, it's been on those three colors uh the the blue indigo violet for this for you know for a bit of time yeah and they just keep coming up those those three in particular actually so definitely probably like opening and expanding them for you even more yeah well apart from anything it was getting me to suss out what colors were because there's a whole lot of different views on what indigo is, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know, you go, what color? You know, what color is it? You know, somebody would say that's indigo, and I'd say, yeah. no, 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 that's light blue. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can argue all day about it. A lot know? of people do that with the chakras as well. I think they like to say a different one for the crown, but I've always ah. just learned like the crown is kind of white, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd call the toward eye purple. Oh, is that what you did? then the trout would be indigo oh. or blue, whatever you Maybe want you're it. right. Maybe you're right, actually. That's that's the way I've always you're looked right. at it, instead of bleeding, getting into that. Um, well, just, is this indigo? Is this, you know, <laughs> tomato, <just> tomato? <laughs> in my gut, that seems sort of right, that, that, that the purple would be the... Uh, Third eye. Third eye, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would seem right. That would seem perfect because, you know, the purple is mixed with, um, you know, is always related to um, magic, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Magical color. So, um, spiritual color, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably right about that too. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I could help. I'm obviously Ah, had to say it for a reason and. like yeah you're discovering discovering things yeah i just listen to the messages now that comes in at this stage patrick i don't question (laughs) them anymore i'm just like okay this is coming in i'll question it later (laughs) that's the same as me filming yeah yeah and figure out what it is later (laughs) how how often do you go um out and do your um ce5 patrick do you do it quite often or it depends Um, I I would aim to do it any night that the sky is clear of clouds, but uh, that's that's you know you might get two nights, three nights in a week, yeah. Maybe. Um, but also I wouldn't always get out for a long time, and um, it's very random. You know, one time I'd be out at one in the morning, the next night I might be out at five. Yeah. Five. A very strange hours. Um. So it would be all over the place. So, but I would say generally, I I get out at least twice a week. Right. Yeah. I would say for sure, and on, you know, be it would be for around about an hour. And but uh, 
Sorry? No, sorry. I was just going to say, and do you pick a place, Patrick, or do you just feel called, or do you just go out and then end up in a certain place wherever you're feeling drawn to? Uh, I just do it anywhere. And, yeah. Uh, like, for example, uh, you know, I wondered that myself too. I wondered, does it have to be a particular place, particular time? But then... Uh, then I was followed by the same, you know, I call it followed because it was the same craft I was seeing down here. I also, down here in Dublin, yeah. I also also saw that exact same craft up in Tyrone in the north. And um, also um, I met one one woman from uh, Facebook. I met her and her sister. She just uh, randomly invited me to, you know, I'd never even spoken to her before. She randomly invited me to her house in Calvin. Right. And we just had a chat for a while. I I I liked the sound of her, and so we just I I went to Kevin, and her name is Rose, and very very nice woman. We've become uh, friends for life, I suppose. And uh, but uh, got there, and her and I we we saw eleven uh, craft in in around uh, about two hours. Yeah. 11, 11 craft and the very last one was one of the most amazing ones that I've ever seen it was great to see it with another person and uh, it just the funny thing was was that I had a camera in my hand and it was the only time in my whole life that I just stood there with my mouth open you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. just oh what the you know because yeah. her and I had been looking the whole night and you know we had that bonanza and we'd seen 10 up until that point and then we were just about to call it a day and it was even you know that dawn was coming up a little bit and um and then just right overhead only about only about a hundred meters it almost seemed only just about a hundred meters up was a, a golden orb right. a bloody bloody golden orb and there was sparks coming out of it and uh her and i you know saw this you know, together and uh, Rose uh, remembers that date. You know, yeah. it's it's written in her mind, uh, the seventh of July, two thousand and nineteen, and and that's because uh, it was one of the most amazing nights of her life, and mine too. I, it, it was just a, a lovely, you know, the, the the vibe was right between the two of us, and that's what made it right. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing, and I'm delighted that the two of us got to see it together. Yeah, and you know, I always said to Rose, like Rose, um, I suppose was asking me to come along because I'd uh, seen so much, and I suppose she was um, uh, thinking that I was going to help her to see. But as I was saying to her later, I believe that it was mostly Rose, or you, Rose, that that initiated this because I was. I was too busy fiddling with the cameras. It was you who mainly had the focus on the sky and, and trying to be emotional with it and yeah. uh, just being open with the sky, basically, because that's essentially what I do. That's like my my CE5 is different. You know, I I don't always meditate. I, yeah. I, ne I never re remote view. It seems uh, somewhat pointless to me because I know they're just, they're always there. You know, I don't have yeah. to go looking. I don't have to go looking for them, but um, I I just go out and I just speak to the sky. Most importantly, I just try to speak honestly and openly 
and speak completely, absolutely from the heart and yeah. talk about my intentions. If there's things going on in my life, I would talk about that. But if it's negative, I'll be honest, but I'll always try to bring it back to just what am I here for? I'm here to see you. Seeing you gives gives me a lot of joy, you know, because it, 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 it gives me meaning to life. You know, it shows me a, a greater, deeper meaning than than just having a job and working 40 hours a week and getting married and you know there's a yeah. there's a there's a deeper meaning there's a deeper reason for this you know yeah and, not just the physical like yeah and it, like you know for all we know they could be you know this could just be their creation you know and we we could just be their creation and this life could almost be like a it's, it's almost like a tv show you know yeah that's that's one of the theories and then did you ever hear the other one of like some of the ETs are us in the future trying to tell us not to fuck up like <laughs> yeah don't go yeah. down that path <laughs> i've done yes. it before <laughs> yes well that's the interesting thing like in a, in a huge amount of cases they they always do that they always um huge amount nearly every case you know when they're talking to people um they would they would be telling them about uh you know how the earth is falling to bits yeah. and pollution and wars and stuff like that and they would be telling them these things yeah and it, it always seems to be the case and again you're probably right here Hazel. <laughs> 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 to be honest like you know you're yeah yeah no i've heard that definitely i know well with the zeta reticuli um that you were mentioning um i have from not only the information that i've channeled from the but one of the decks that i have there is galactic heritage deck and it goes Mm -hmm. through all the different et races um with the zeta reticuli it shows that they kind of went through a whole evolution the way we are now still going through. Mm. So it's like we can kind of learn from them because like they had to go through a whole stage of basically nearly losing the whole species. Of course. Of it being extinct, like before they could get back to oneness, you know, and not cut off the heart center or the emotions because they thought that too much emotions wasn't a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, Bob's, Bob Lazar, you know, if you ever want to learn, you know, I not so much about Bob, the... Yeah. yeah, he's cool, <laughs> he's but not amazing. so much about the... But not so much about the, um, uh, you know, the intentions or the personality of the Zeta reticulum, but if, uh, but, but if you're looking to find out about their craft, you know about uh, how it works, etc. Uh, his description of it just sounds right. Yeah, to, yeah. To, you know, he sounds like he's actually telling the, the truth the here. Truth, I can, yeah, I can see sense in the physics that he's talking. You know, it just seems right. You know, yeah. And uh, and I'm not a I'm I I didn't even do physics for for um, O level. You know, yeah. I dropped it. You know, but um um. So, yeah, but he just seems right. I th- I think he's right in what he's saying about how the craft operates. 
You know? That just reminded me. Um, did you ever see the Stan Romanek story, Patrick? I've heard of it. Yeah. Seen too many. I know, I know. Once you get into them, isn't it? Uh, but he was one that actually caught some of the greys on on camera because they were oh. coming to him that much. Um, but like that, before he started getting encounters, he didn't even like believe in UFOs. It wasn't in his sight. He was just having a normal life. Um, mm-hmm. But sorry, what were we saying before that? Oh, not in particular. <laughs> no, I, there was there was a reason why I mentioned him. Oh, we were we were talking about Bob Lazar, and uh, uh, we were talking about the Zeta Reticulum. Yeah, and something to do with Stan Romanek, and now it's after going out of my head altogether. I don't worry about it. But, <laughs> but, uh, as well, I was just after say, going out of my head. <laughs> I was going to say something in between, but it's now went out of my head too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the energy of. Um, That's the way it goes. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the energy. You just let them go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a slight bit o- older than yourself, uh, and so I would have experience of people as they're getting um, on a, a wee bit. Uh, but my um, uh, best friend, um, when we were younger. Uh, well, for so we've known each other a long time, but um, when he would, uh, he used to forget things, and uh, he used to really panic and worry about it. Go, oh, I forgot, forgot, forgot that. And uh, I used to say to him, uh, "I'll let it go, let it go, and it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll just, it'll just, if it's important, it'll come back to you, and you know, just let it go, let it go. Don't, don't worry about it." And but he did worry, you know, yeah. and he continued to, to worry and I would just let mine go. And, yeah. and now in our later years, uh, his his memory uh, would often be a lot worse than mine. And I think it's because he made too much of a deal about it, you know. Yeah. He should have just let it go and just, you know. And... That's it, sure. If it's important, it'll come back to you. That's what I always say. If it's important, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll come back. See, yeah. Remember in a couple of weeks, it'll come back in a couple That's of weeks. That's it. I'll be texting you, know? you three days from now. Patrick, I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be going, what? what you yeah, remember? what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, we, did the inter- we did the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in all fairness, the Mercury is going retrograde at the end of the week. The full moon and Leo's coming up, and we're in Aquarius season, so the energy is quite uh, <laughs> um, ungrounded, I suppose, at the moment. It's air oh, energy. Will it, be, will it be a bit crazy? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I don't lie. <laughs> I'm just... not into why. Yeah. And, and... And when is it going to kick off? Well, it wouldn't be crazy, crazy, but it's just good to know because then. You can, uh, you can be aware, you know. And when's the dips? Oh, uh, Mercury retrograde is the tortoise to mid-February. And oh that's like when that planet's going backwards. So you're going inwards and it's going to be in the sign of Aquarius. So relationships yeah. is kind of being illuminated with it, you know. And, and it's my uh, birthday that week. Oh, is it? Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, moving house at that time. Oh, amazing. 
It'd be all happening for you that week. (laughs) You'd lose my head. (laughs) You'll have to call in your guides there. Tell you, I need something. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You'll get it done. You'll get it done. You'll be chilling and all relaxed and settled before you know it, Patrick. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope so. And it'll be all worth it. But it was like amazing having you on, Patrick, hearing your oh, thank you. experiences. And I'll leave your link for your um, YouTube channel and your Facebook as well underneath oh, the description. And let the beautiful souls go and check you out and um, show some love on the YouTube because, uh, as I did mention at the start, your footage is amazing. Thank you. You know, um, but yeah, it was just really amazing having you on, Patrick, and connecting and hearing your story. Hi, sorry for talking so much. <laughs> no, not at all. It was amazing. I love when they just flow like that. As I said, I never really even write down many questions no. for it. I just like things to flow. I think, know? I think that's the way to do it because that's the same way I would, I would do uh, my footage. I, I just speak. You know. Yeah. I don't, I don't plan it. You know? Yeah. Well, That's it. the odd thing I might plan. <laughs> Have a bit of structure to something, but it's it's um, as just as we were saying earlier, it's all about tra- showing our true, authentic self to the world, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's what I try to do. On, um, I, th- you know, I would say a lot of people um, misunderstand. Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to be honest on on the internet, which is yeah. a, which is a tough call, you know, and. Yeah. Me being honest is, uh, I, I would be outspoken also. So I would yeah. always give my my opinion on a million different things, but at the core of it, I would want to help people. You know? Yeah, yeah. So but you're coming from the heart center. But at the same time, I'm not an agent, you know. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the boundaries. <laughs> so, so I'm juggling about twenty different balls there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's just using your discernment and hopefully hopefully um inspiring others to do the yeah. same. Do the same. Do the yeah. same, yeah. Come from the heart it's, center. Yeah, and get out and look at the sky and, and and just open yourself up to the universe and just um start speaking, going off go off on your own and, and uh, just speak, you know, and uh and start doing that at night you know yeah <laughs> but but make sure it's a safe area if anybody uh, uh you know you should look up if anyone's worried about their safety what i would advise you to do is uh, look up um legal legal weapons <laughs> you know just yeah. just google that and you will find a whole bunch of different things that you can use just to protect yourself uh but, uh, and there's Archangel Michael. <laughs> let's, yes. not, let's not forget yes. Archangel Michael. <laughs> yes, and I can say that uh, that nothing. Uh, the, the only the only strange thing that happened to me once from another human uh, was uh, one night I was uh, walking through the park uh, quite late at night, and I was uh, just talking, going through this park, and uh, uh, you know this was in a little side lane and. Uh, and this guy went flying past me on a bike. And uh, I just knew by the way he was riding the bike and stuff, and just by the way he was dressed, etc., that he was maybe a little bit dodgy. Yeah. You know? And this was like at about three o'clock in the morning. And uh, I was wondering to myself, you know, 
because on reflection, I noticed that he had slowed down the bike coming behind me. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a happy ending to this. Uh, <laughs> but he had slowed down behind me, and he was coming behind, and I knew he was there. Like oh, you know, but I didn't really care because I was doing other things. I was I was speaking with this guy, and um, but later I wondered what the hell was he doing there at that time of night? Was he looking for someone to rob, someone to do something else to? Yeah. Uh, what was he What was he there for? And I think, you know, when he passed me, he was going past quite slow. But as soon as he passed me, he, he took off quite fast, you know. Yeah. And the whole reason that happened is because I was talking to myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he thought I was ahead of the ball. Yeah, you talking you know? off your head. <laughs> you know, this guy's a lunatic, you know. <laughs> oh, I better good. get out of here quick, you know. <laughs> So it saved me. So. Oh God, that was so funny. But that's it. That's the only bad thing. That that's the only yeah. bad thing. And that's not even that bad. That was more funny than. Else. Yeah, it's not even funny, or it's not even bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Oh. That was funny, but um, thank you. <laughs> I'll be laughing about that now tonight. I'll be thinking about that later, laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you you would know the sort of guy I'm talking about. He would be yeah. sort of like a North, you know, I'm North yeah. Dublin also, like you. So he'd be sort of like a North Dublin guy and dark hair and a sort of like a track you know, suit. a bit of a tracksuit and uh, you know, a bit of a design, well, not designer stubble, but a bit of stubble and. <laughs> yeah. you know, just had a bit of the black Irish about him, like you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of like a like a g- gypsy look about him. Yeah, a bit. yeah. A dangerous looking character. <laughs> but you were more dangerous talking to yeah. yourself. <laughs> he he was afraid. He was afraid. <laughs> oh so. God, that that's one but, for the book for the memoirs of Patrick. <laughs> yeah. But even but even if you have a night vision camera, when you would point that up at the sky, you, yeah. you know that would help that would help you to see stars. But when you point that down at the ground, you can see anyone coming in the c- complete darkness. You know? Oh really? So, yeah. So it's you know that's that's your defense. You know my defense would often be finding a place where the exits are you can see them, but yeah. they're but they're a good while away. Yeah. So. So that if somebody comes in through one of the uh, uh, entrances, you can just head towards the other one, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Um, yeah, I suppose exactly. you do have to think think about those things because you do have to think about your security and yeah. uh, do think about the people that you're meeting, you know, get total confirmation that there actually are real people and that they're yeah. not some nokias. Yeah. Uh, maybe asking for a picture of their passport. You know, that's something I used to say to people. I used to say, I'll, I'll give you a picture of my passport. You can check it with the police, see if everything's okay. Yeah. You know, and I, it's a bit over the top, but you have to be safe. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. You have to be safe, if you, especially if you're going out meeting up with a group of people that you don't know, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. And also, if you're speaking with anybody online definitely get to start speaking with them in words and uh, definitely try to find out some way in which they can prove to you that they're a real person and a, le- and a legitimate person because 
I've met a, few, a good amount, like hundreds that yeah. are not. You know? Yeah. And all you have is a profile picture and a name. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna need a lot more than that. You know? That's it. It's just again using your own discernment, isn't it? The goat never lies. If you're feeling something's yeah. dodge, something's dodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of it. Yeah, run. Of it. Yeah, literally. I'm gonna curse there. Ah, <laughs> oh, definitely. But um, thank you so much, Patrick. For no problem. No it problem. was amazing. Really amazing having you on, sharing your experiences. And again, okay. I will leave your links for people to go and check out your work um, in the description below. Great. Thank you, Hazel. Thanks again, Patrick. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. You Thank too. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.